Hey everyone, welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. My name is Jason Houtsma, and you may notice that the music was a little bit different because things are going to be a little bit different this season, which we'll tell you about in a second. But one thing that is not different is, as always, I am joined with Mr. Daniel Ornelas. What is up, man? Jason, glory days, man. Here we are. It's good to be back. <laughs> it is. How many podcasts have we done? Oh, so many. <laughs> I know I know that we crossed 150 last season. So That is crazy. So yeah, so it's it's been a little different, but uh you know, Daniel, as a as a person who is always trying to improve, I'm sure you're the same way. There there are always you kind of have these moments where you go, you start rethinking things. You go, why are we doing this? What is the purpose? And you know, is it time to change? And and the Worship Artistry podcast is going to change this season. You know, when we first started the podcast, the intent was to really continue to help, encourage, equip worship musicians of every skill level. That's what we do at Worship Artistry. And so we wanted the podcast to be an extension of that. Well, as time went on, we had the opportunity to start talking to songwriters and, you know, worship worship artists, people who are releasing the music. And that kind of became the bulk of what we were doing. And while... Yeah. That has been amazing, and while I think there's real value in getting to hear where a song comes from or hear the journey of an artist, I think those are all things that can help us augment our our worship-leading experience. I've noticed lately for myself that I'm having all these great conversations with people who are leading worship around me, worship pastors, senior pastors, um, people in all different kinds of church environments, and I was like, man, every conversation I have, I take away something really valuable that I often apply the very next week, or sometimes it's a way to kind of unstick me somewhere. You know, maybe I'm just like kind of in a routine of doing something. And then I hear like, yeah. oh, this is what you do. Well, oh my goodness. Why don't I do that? And so what we're going to do this season is we're going to focus more on the worship leader. That is going to be the focus. So we're going to have a bunch of guests that lead worship in all kinds of different environments. Um, we are going to have some new segments. We're going to really kind of focus on the worship team. The hope is to encourage and inspire. Sounds awesome. You know, every week at Worship Artistry, we release a worship song tutorial. That's just part of the deal. Sometimes we do more than that. You know, we're backfilling a lot and that sort of thing and like adding drums or adding vocals to lessons that didn't have them before, that sort of thing. Um, but yep. we always release something new. And so I thought it'd be really cool to actually look at the song that we release every week and talk about it as a worship leader. You know, where does it fit in the set? Is it a good congregational song? You know, what, what stands out about it? And so the first song we're going to do is Faithful God by I Am They. Cool song, right? I really like it. I, I like the I like the vibe of it. It feels like, uh, well, first of all, you know, just being involved in music production side my whole life. Uh, I just I just want to comment that I feel like the production level that that people are making, you know, worship music at nowadays is just so fantastic. Uh, you know, it's something that, um, you know, back in the day, if you listen to some of the old records that were made with worship songs, it was it was really just. Uh, you know the songs were great but the recordings were rough it wasn't like you could put them up against anything else as far as it was coming out musically you know top 40 wise you'd never be able to say wow listen to this music in the car while you're driving but um this music is just it's got everything it needs to 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 hook you in uh, musically and then as uh, as someone that plays in in the band at, in church uh, you know or plays in bands uh, to to be able to play parts that are that are fantastic like this just makes it that much more exciting to be able to be, be a part of an arrangement and to re reproduce that arrangement in churches is awesome. It's basically, it's just really exciting times for, for worship music to be able to do stuff that just also sounds pleasing to, to listen to, not just carrying a message. As I, as I was sitting with it, I was thinking about what can I do with this song? If I'm, you know, if I'm going to lead this song on Sunday, what would I do? And so when you have these kind of more personal things, while I have, it might be hard for me to necessarily sing this with all the passion. I mean, I can sing God is faithful, right? Um, mm -hmm. and yeah. I might be going through some really hard things or I might not be. And if I'm not, but what I can do is I can look around my community and I can know that, you know, so-and-so needs to sing this song. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, this song is important. And so when I think about it in a congregational context, I think as a worship leader, what I would do is 
is invi- invite people to be like, you know, hey, we're going to sing this song about God's faithfulness. And you might not be in the spot where you can say, I'm surrounded on every side, can't see the light of day. You might not be in that spot, but there are people here that are. And if you are, I would love it if you could stand and we would like to pray for you. And maybe That's you take, awesome. And maybe you take some time to pray with those people. And then you sing that song in solidarity, in solidarity with them, still speaking about how God is faithful and singing mm-hmm. and proclaiming that, pro- proclaiming that with somebody you know who is suffering. And it really ends up creating context for the song. And now all of a sudden you have this song that is congregational. And that might be the moment that everybody walks away and remembers. And it's on the song that, you know, like I said, initially, I wasn't even sure if, if, if we were going to do the song. That's amazing, Jason. That's awesome. So, um, so that's that's our approach to that one. I actually wrote some more about that at Worship Artistry uh, in the in the green room. If you just go to worshipartistry.com, you can check that out. Um, but let's talk about our guest today, Daniel. We have a, like I said, we're gonna have a different kind of guest uh, this okay. this season. And I was super stoked to invite my friend Jeff Flint on the podcast. So Jeff is the pastor of First Baptist Church, which is in, in right here in Bellingham. He is, he was one of my first friends here in Bellingham 20 years ago. And he was also one of the first churches that signed up on worship artistry. He might be the first. No way. He might be the first. Um, And so, you know, we're doing a different kind of podcast. I was like, you know what? This guy is the man. And he, he has such a heart for his church. He's both the senior pastor and then also the worship leader. So he's dealing Sheesh. with it's a, he's in a small environment, you know, and but he has his heart beats so strongly for the church. And there were some really great takeaways. We talk about the, you know, what it takes to engage people in the congregation. We talk about kind of some of the like bigger picture things that can help inspire us as worship leaders. I definitely took away a few things I was writing down just going, oh, that's fantastic. I'm going to mm-hmm. incorporate that into my daily thing. So uh, without further ado, Mr. Jeff Flint. My friend Jeff Flint. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Oh man, it's so good to so good to be with you. Well, you know, I, I, life is in a way you live like two blocks away from me. Yeah. And sometimes we still have a hard time getting together. So I thought I'm going to start a podcast, a new podcast idea. That way I, I can, can listen to you. Then and you can be, hang out. I no, can not, hang out with you on the podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Not listen to me. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean the other podcasts that you've done over the years. It gets well, my chance to be like, oh wow, that's great, Jason. <laughs> Well, hopefully you'll have a lot of uh, good opportunities to share a, a lot of your wisdom. Um, I was super glad to have, I thought it was super fun to have you just even from this fact of, like, I think about, you're kind of, you're a lot of firsts in my life. Oh yeah? You were, you and Bethany were our first friends in Bellingham yes. when we moved. Yes. That was like 20 something years ago. Yes. Uh, gosh, that was a long time ago. Um, you... You were, uh, you know, Bethany was like our first employee mm-hmm. at Worship Artistry, yeah. your wife. Mm-hmm. You are, First Baptist Church, it, I don't think is the first account, but it's definitely the longest running Worship Artistry account. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, oh, yeah. I mean, you're back on the first page. Fun fact. That's you're right. on the first page. And so... Uh, I'm, like, I'm like customer number double digits rather than like six digits. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the, the, the single ones were like... <laughs> People who are, you know, they were testers, testers let's be honest. Yes. So, um, uh, so that's amazing. And then, uh, and now you're the first guest on our new approach to the podcast. Okay. New season. Yeah. We still haven't even, I want to name it something different. I don't, okay. I don't even know if it's, if I've named it yet. I can't wait to hear what it's, what it's named. You and I will find out at the same time. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> how, so how many years now? How many years for a worship, worship artistry? artistry yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, how many years have I been a member now? Probably 10. 10 years, okay. Because we started up, I want to say, in 2011. I don't know if we launched in 2011. I was just shooting an insane amount of videos in 2011, that's right, for sure. That's right. And then, uh, yeah, now we're up to 500-something, so. That's awesome. Well, Jason, I just uh, I want to start with, uh, I would just want to honor you. <laughs> I'm serious. No, I'm just, I'm so, I'm very thankful for Worship Artistry and what you are doing, what you're, all, all, you, all you guys uh, and girls are doing to equip the church, to encourage the church, to uh, help the church. Just, I don't know, be better worshipers and understand what it means to worship and what it what it means to bring 
uh, your best and operate out of your gifting and uh, give that back to the Lord. And so it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a great thing that you guys are doing. I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, I, I, I thank you. That's very, that's very kind of you. Um, but this is more about honoring what you're doing, Jeff. That's that's. Uh, thanks for putting. Thanks for. Okay, you've uh, you've hit my checklist of things I told you to say. Now, uh, now we can, <laughs> we can get into what <laughs> about you. So, um, so tell me a little bit about your role. You are the senior pastor at First Baptist Church uh, in downtown yes, Bellingham. Yes. And uh, and you are also the. I mean, you also lead worship there. Yes. Yeah. So you're kind of you're you're an everything guy. So why don't you just tell me a little bit about what a day in the life of Jeff Flint looks like. So, um, so I'm just in it, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing fancy about it. There's nothing, uh, glamorous about it necessarily. There's just, uh, just in, in the real stuff of, you know, making uh, a place for our church family to gather and worship together and sing to the Lord and hear from, hear from the Lord and encourage one another in our faith. And, um, so it's just, you know, uh, so it's just it. It's just the 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 situation I find myself in. Like many other churches, I'm just I'm in uh, a you know a smaller church, and uh, I have people that help me with with worship, and they they sing with me. Um, and basically, what we do is we we use what we have. We use who we have. I've got a I've got a flute player, so. You know, when when she's on the worship schedule, she'll play the flute, and and uh, I'll I'll pick songs intentionally for uh, for the flute to to play, and so um, it's it's it gets easy to to plan worship sets because I know <laughs> what the theme of the of the day is, and so I try to uh, plan worship songs that um, that uh, fit that theme, and so it's. Um, it gets it gets a lot sometimes if I'm if I'm honest and it's you know it's sometimes too much, but I love these people I love this church and I love what God is doing there. Um, it is the longest running church in town, 138 years, uh, wow. uh, and and going. And I don't feel like the Lord wants us to stop yet, and and so I'm just trying to be faithful to to His calling to this place at this time. And so um, it's been uh, it's been a, a joy. It's been it's been awesome. <laughs> so I want to key off a word that you said. You said you know I'm 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 in kind of the real stuff. The so real stuff. tell me what that means to you when you think about like what's what's the real stuff. The real stuff as a pastor and a worship pastor. Scheduling people to sing on worship and then canceling at the last minute. <laughs> that happens to you. That happens to me. Um, uh, the real stuff. Okay, I've I got a story here, Jason. So uh, I'm leading uh, leading the response time at the at the end of the service. We're just, we have a song of response each time after the message, and I'm just uh, I'm, I'm playing. We're worshiping. We're singing, and uh, our church is a is a downtown urban location, and so we never know who's going to walk in. Mm-hmm. And so this uh, during this response time, one time we had uh, a guy walk in. He came down to the front of the altar, and he was just he was worshiping the Lord. His hands were up, and then he started taking off his clothes. <laughs> uh, like and David. so he was just he was biblical. He was, he, yeah, like David. <laughs> and so you know, I'm there leading worship, and <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, yeah, guitar in my hands, like, oh my gosh, what uh, what do we do, and what what's going on? And so, uh, thankfully, somebody came down and said, hey, you know, you need to you need to put your clothes back on. <laughs> he, <laughs> thankfully, he never got uh, past his shirt, but uh, we saw where it was going, and we wanted to. <laughs> somebody came up and said, hey, you need to put your clothes back on. So, so the real stuff uh, of that, um, the real stuff of of you know, having enough people to um, to help me and to to lead worship. A lot of times, sometimes it's just me on mm-hmm. guitar and voice, and uh, I try not to make it about me because it's not about me. It's it's about you know the presence of God and entering into the presence of God and and just uh, leading our people into into the presence of God. That's already there. He was already there before any of us showed up. And so we're just entering in, into that into that presence. So that that kind of stuff, that real 
<laughs> real stuff. Yeah, the, day, the day-to-day, right? Like yeah. I, a, a lot of times I think with worship, we kind of idealize it and we talk about how you know, it's a privilege to be here and we, we get to do this and we're that's our thing. But we also then feel that almost like shame or disappointment when we when you have a rough day. You know, like right. you go out there and you're like, oh, it's just... I don't know, man. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. Inevitably, yeah. that's when somebody comes up to you and it's like, "That was amazing. Thank you so much. God exactly. really touched my heart." And you're like, "Yeah, I, exactly. I know. It's not about me. I know. I know." <laughs> exactly. But we still, we're still human. We yeah. still feel that, right? Yeah. So yeah. when you, uh, so so let's talk about that a little bit. I would love to hear how do you handle that when somebody cancels? I think a lot of times as worship pastors, we we struggle with. Yeah, we struggle with that team commitment sometimes. You know, it's funny, like we're, my church is a small church plant. And when I first started, when I first start, took over the worship there, I was, I recognized that a lot of people, we were just kind of using the same people a lot. They were pretty burnt out. I was mm-hmm. like, well, let me, let me get a schedule together. And to a person, every everyone said like, actually, I'd rather, can you just call me mm-hmm. like that week and just mm-hmm. see if I can do it? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we operated in that way just because I wanted... I wanted to respect that that's kind of where people were at. Week that's by what, week. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Hey, okay. can you do yeah. it this week? And, and you know, sometimes that ended up, that just meant me leading. Mm-hmm. And honestly, sometimes I really enjoy that. Yeah. Like, because, because you don't have to think about anything, right? <laughs> exactly. You're just like, I know what I'm doing yeah. and I know how to lead everybody. This yeah. is going to be no problem. Um, but obviously it's a joy to, to, you know, play with other people as well. And so, yeah, sometimes you run into that spot where, oh, you get that cancellation or you get that just nobody is available to do it. Um, I think we all have to try and walk that balance, right? There's this volunteer thing, but there's also like, no, but this is important. This right. is command. So how do you handle it when somebody just cancels on you at the last minute? Well, it definitely depends on why they cancel, right? You know, like if they're sick, of course, you know, you're disappointed, but you are understanding. Um, especially and, now, especially, especially now you're like, oh, <laughs> don't get please, that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, you know, so you're just, depending on the person or how, if it's a pattern in that person's life, you may have to have a conversation with it. Hey, are you, do you really, do you still want to be scheduled or do you still want to be called to, uh, to be on the worship team? Uh, and then just, you know, honoring that person's, uh, wishes and, or just saying, hey, I noticed that you've canceled the last couple of times. Is there um, a reason for that? And maybe maybe they're just uh, insecure in themselves, and maybe you need to speak a word of encouragement or blessing or support. Uh, so, you know, it comes with knowing your people, comes with praying for your people, comes with listening to your people and really trying to hear what the Lord is doing for them. Uh, some people you can challenge more and incur- and, and say, Hey, you need to you need to step up. Others, you need to be a little softer. Uh, just, so I think it kind of depends on on the person, and there's no there's no formula or anything like that. And then and then dealing with it in your own heart of not harboring bitterness or resentment or frustration or anger or whatever it is emotion that you might feel the you know the legit disappointment and grief that you uh, that is not turning out the way you want it to, to turn out. You're not as in control as you thought you were. <laughs> uh, so we all have to deal with that in uh, our lives in a general way. And so, um, so yeah, just, it kind of depends on, on the, on the situation. So what, when are those moments for you as a, as a worship leader, when you're like, you know, you say like, I'm in the real stuff and we're all there, but we also have that thing that drives us about why we, why we do it. Right. Like Mm. we get up every Sunday for a reason. Yeah. Right. And yeah. um, we can get caught up in that idea of, of, man, I'm tired or like this can become work. Right. And then there's those times where it's, where it's amazing. So for you, what are those times that you're, what, what keeps bringing you back? What keeps bringing you okay, back? What, what really, keeps you from saying, uh, <laughs> you know what? I think we're just going to speak today and then we're going to have a half hour of silence and you can contemplate Gosh. it. <laughs> well, can I, can I tell you uh, a dream? That I that I've had before, secret dream. Sure. Can I tell you All a secret? Right. So I've had this dream where I am leading worship. This is at First Baptist, right? So I'm leading worship, and you know I'm I'm just going for it in my dream. I'm just going for it. I'm just the I, I sense the Lord is there. My eyes are closed, and I'm just I'm hitting all the chords just right. I'm hitting all the notes just right. My voice is just strong that day, and and I'm just sensing the presence of the Lord right where I am. And then in my dream, I open my eyes, and 
Everybody in the congregation is just standing there with their arms down by their side, a sullen look on their face. They're just looking at the screens. Their mouths are barely moving. And uh, in my dream, I just, I just, uh, I just stop. I take off my guitar. I slam it down on the ground. <laughs> and in my dream, I say, get off your and worship, people. Come on. And then I just leave. So I've, I've had those moments of like, uh, I, I, like in my dream, I'm like, man, is that, is that going to happen? So <laughs> my, my dream has fueled the, fueled the thought that uh, one of my mentors has, uh, has reminded me of. And I love this, okay? So Jason, worship does not begin when we start the worship service, mm-hmm. when we start the service. Worship does not begin when I strum that first chord on the guitar. Worship does not end when we say the benediction and people leave the worship space, wherever we're worshiping. Worship doesn't begin or end with us. We are entering into a worship service already going on in heaven. Mm-hmm. My mentor, Daryl Johnson, said that. And so just when I, when I enter into a Sunday morning with that kind of mindset of, man, Revelation 4, the angels, the elders are gathered around the throne. All of creation is gathered around the throne of God. Uh, it's not, the Revelation is not just some future thing. It's, it's, what's, it's a picture of what's going on right now in the heavens, in the heavenlies. And there's a worship service going on right now. And so we're adding our voices to that song of creation, to that song of the angels. And we're just, uh, we're just, we're, we're along for the ride. And so it's not all, I mean, it's not all on me. It's not all on what what happens in that particular place on a, on a Sunday morning, whatever time we meet for that half hour, hour, what, however long it takes. You know, we're entering into what's uh, already going on. So when I get my eyes on the bigger picture of what worship is and who we are worshiping, and what it is we're singing about, and the kind of God that we're singing about, and the kind of Savior we have, the kind of Father we have, you know, it, uh, it um, makes it a lot easier to enter in. That's, that's a beautiful picture. And I love that you went higher. I th- you know, Matt Atkins, my pastor, I feel like his main thing that he does is he, you're like, I have this thing. And he just like draws the picture mm-hmm. way back and he goes, no, well, let's look at it from this view and let's yes. look at the values that are guiding this thing. Yes. Right. Yes. And so to be able to approach it from that eternal perspective is phenomenal. Like I'm like, yes. I'm, I'm going to write that down. Yes. I'm just going to, I'm going to bring that one up and pretend I said it yes. um, <laughs> in another environment. Yes. Um, just kidding. I always give credit. Um, <laughs> But let me ask you about this. So I think you you bring a, a really interesting point up with that idea of like you're engaged, you are focused, and then you open your eyes and you see uh, and you see everybody not engaged, right? Mm. And I think as worship pastors, we have to balance the sense of responsibility for bringing people in and drawing them in, right? And at the mm. same time, also have to recognize that we don't always get to see the results of the thing that we're doing. Yeah. Are we responsible for or responsible to? That's a great question. Because if we're responsible for how people what, react in worship, then that's that's that might be a losing battle. Oh, it definitely is. It definitely is. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but if we're responsible to them to bring our best, mm-hmm. to be prepared, to to have songs that honor him and are about him... Um, then I think we can trust that God is going to do what he needs to do in people's hearts, no matter what we see on the outside from our place. And every church has, every church community has their kind of personality as well. Right. Some are more expressive, some are a little bit more reserved. Uh, doesn't mean that they're not connecting with God or engaging with God. Um, and we can't get mad at them for not engaging with God the way we want them to. <laughs> totally. Well, and there's also that sense of, you know, there's, it's funny being with worship artistry, you know, we are in the, you know, we're in the worship world. I'm going to mm-hmm. put that in quotes. Mm-hmm. Just kind of the, I hate to even say it, like the worship industry, right? And mm-hmm. so there's definitely a look that gets portrayed by 
you know, I'm putting quote air quotes around everything. It's like, I wish I need to make a noise. That's like, these are the quotes so that I'm like <laughs> saying that I'm not saying this, but there's like a, like a worship industry mm-hmm. and that a successful worship band looks like a bunch of people with their hands raised or jumping around mm-hmm. or like more expressive. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I live in the uh, passive aggressive Northwest mm-hmm. and you know, the, the the Pacific Northwest, I mean, the name of our town, like the subtitle is like Bellingham, the city of subdued excitement, right, yeah. which is a very accurate statement. You know, like I don't lead worship on Sunday, no matter how passionate I am, no matter how much I bring to it, nobody's jumping around. Right. You know, if if, if Matt McGarry's over there with his arms raised, I'm like, I did it. <laughs> we, we're, we're, we're in a good spot. And I didn't do it, but it's just, it's like, okay, people are engaged, yeah. you know? Um it's very easy to to put on ourselves. I love that idea mm-hmm. of taking like responsibility for versus responsibility to. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm responsible to everyone to to bring my best, to be prepared, mm-hmm. to lead worship in a way that I feel God is calling me to do it, that's fantastic. Yeah. I can do that. And it's irrelevant how people respond. And then obviously you want people to engage, but you don't have to put um, – like ticks along, like, well, did somebody raise their hands? Were people moving? Were their eyes closed? Were they, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes you got that guy that's just there, you know, with his hands in his pockets. There was a, there's, there's one time when I was in college, I might've told this on the podcast at some point. So sorry if I, if you've heard it before, but I was at a, you know, I'd been at school. I was, uh, I'd just come back from a tour. So we'd gone and done missions. We'd been South Africa and, and like all over the U.S. And just had really in a sense of calling and and just a sense of probably knew where I was more than I've ever known. Mm-hmm. And I came home and I was like, oh, I'll go to church tonight or whatever. And mm-hmm. and there was this kind of band, this band had come in and they were doing like worship night. And so they were playing and they didn't know me from Adam, you know, and everybody in the church knew me, but they didn't, right? So I came in and I just, I didn't, I wasn't there to engage. I was tired. I'd just come home you know, from a two month trip. You know, so I was kind of in the back with my hands in my pockets, just kind of observing and feeling God's presence and just sitting there in that. And uh, one of the guys came up to me afterward, you know, during the service or whatever. And he's like, Hey man, can I, can I pray for you? And I was like, sure, go for it, man. And he starts praying this prayer and he starts saying like, you know, I just feel like, you know, God is saying, you know, you don't have any direction. You know, you don't, uh, it's very hard to be a Christian where you're at. And, you know, you, but, but like, you're trying and he's kind of putting this all on me and he, and he gets done. He goes for like five minutes right. and I'm just kind of like, this is hilarious. I mean, this is clearly based on my, what he saw, my reaction okay. and my response to okay. what was happening, yeah. which was not negative, but just wasn't very engaging compared to everybody else around me. And so he gets at the end and he goes, so man, does that like speak to you at all? And I go, <laughs> no, no, like not even a little bit. And then I just start going through. I'm like, actually, you know, I go to a Christian university right now. I yeah. just got back from this yeah. mission trip. It's very easy to be a Christian where I'm at. Yeah. You know, the more challenge is this. And I, I just kind of wow, like yeah. went down this thing yeah. for like, kind of spoke back to yeah. everything. And yeah. his response was, doesn't God have a funny sense of humor? <laughs> I got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, like he, he, goes, he goes, I had a totally wrong, I had like two totally wrong words for people last week. I'm like, oh. <laughs> maybe you should stop doing this. <laughs> maybe this isn't Ooh. your thing. Yeah, um, but... It was all based on what his perception of yes. of my experience is. And we have to recognize that we don't know that. We don't mm. we don't get to see that always, right? Yeah. So yeah. so let me uh let me ask you this. I this is a question I want to ask kind of everybody that we have on here, because I think we can really gain we can all gain perspective. You know, what's what really works for you? What are some mm. things in your in your in your worship leading that you're like yeah, you know, I do this every week or I, 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 I always approach it this way. I mean, I love that, that picture, that big picture, but what are some more practical things that are part of your rhythm that work for you? Well, um, some weeks it's weird. Some weeks, you know, I will agonize over just the right song at the right moment and the right key. Uh, and then some weeks, of the, you know, the worship set comes together in five minutes. It's mm-hmm. amazing. So some weeks are, are quote unquote better than others as far as just, you know, planning and thinking, um, <clears throat> and they come together better than other weeks. So, um, let me ask you this real depends. quick on that one. Yeah. Do you feel, which ones do you feel more connected to the ones that come together really quickly or the ones that you are really laboring over? Oh, that's a really good question. The ones that come together quickly, 
are, um, are, that's a really good question. Wow. Can you say the question again? Just which ones, which, which sets do you feel more connected to? The ones that like just happen really quickly, five minutes, boom, worship set's done. Or the ones that you're really laboring over and like, okay, how am I going to tie this in? What's, what's happening there? Cause I, I always think to myself, you know, it's like the reason why I get, I joke around, I say I get paid the big bucks to be the worship pastor at my church is because I have the ability to phone it in if I, mm. like, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I can walk in, mm-hmm. I can not think about it at all. Mm-hmm. And I can walk in on Sunday morning and be like, all right, I'm just going to feel out the moment and mm-hmm. away okay. we go. And okay. then there's other times, yes. but but those aren't the best ones for me. Correct. Okay. Same. Okay. I would agree. That's exactly where I was going because, you know, in the ones I'm agonizing over, I'm thinking about other people besides myself. Right. You know, what song is going to connect with my congregation? You know, because there's a lot of songs that I can do myself that I like myself, but if it's just me up there singing and nobody's engaging in the song or it's too unfamiliar for them, it becomes a little bit more of a performance than a, a, a communal worship gathering. And so so the ones that I'm agonizing over, I'm thinking more about individual people. Hey, is this... Is this song going to connect with them? Or, oh, I know that person's really struggling with this this week. So I know this song is really going to touch their spirit. And and I feel like the Lord wants to sing this song for them. And if they're struggling with that, then I, my guess is a number of people are struggling with that. So um, so some weeks are are, 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 are like that. So that, that's a really good question. Um, and then, you know, for, for us, we're very eclectic. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of an eclectic music guy myself. And so um, we'll use, like I said earlier, we'll use what we got at the church. You know, I've got somebody that uh, if, if they play violin, I'll use the violin and the arrange. So the song won't be as important as maybe arranging the song, how we're going to do an intro. Let's have violin or flute intro. Uh, lead the song or play through a verse. Or if it's a newer song, I'll have the instrumentalist play through the melody and uh, to kind of get that um, melody familiar with our people. Uh, and if a song is a little bit more peppy on banjo, so I'll do a little bit of banjo. So it just kind of mm-hmm. depends on what's, what's going on. So um, the real, I'll tell you what, Jason, on, for the, for the worship art, with the worship artistry account that we have, uh, first of all, for my vocalists who don't know how to harmonize very well, or who uh, just need a little, like me, who need a little help harmonizing, okay, what's the, what's the right interval to go with on this song? Uh, the, the, the way that you've got the vocals set up right now are, is just dialed in and uh, are, ready, are really helpful for me and for us uh, as a, as a, and our vocal team to get those harmonies. So I'll send them the I'll send them the worship artistry links uh, during the week to say okay this is a new song check out this the harmonies here or um, check out how we're going to do it. But then also Jason the 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 solo acoustic stuff that you have for my favorites those are your favorites (laughs) those are the those are the only ones those are the ones I go to (laughs) right because honestly I don't have the two or three guitars or even a drummer or a bass. Mm Uh, maybe sometimes, some days will, some Sundays will have those, but not every Sunday. So the acoustic, uh, the solo acoustic section will give me the, um, will just empower me to kind of, okay, know how to catch the melody or how to do that melody line just to kind of quote it in the intro or just a different way to think about it rather than the, 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 the big band master level recording. And that, that, that's the gold. That's worth the price of the subscription. <laughs> that's awesome to hear. <laughs> right there. Um, uh, each, each week is to be like, okay. And then, you know, with my own musical background, I often will do my own version or own arrangement yep. or, or, or whatever. But the way that you emphasize dynamics and, and arrangement is that, that piece right there is the, is the real nuts and bolts for me. That's that's really cool because there, you know, it it is interesting. You know, we, we when I started worship artistry, I didn't know. At, it was first it was just a guitar lessons, yeah. And it was like, okay, what what do I do? And I'd hear a song, and I'd have to try and figure out. Okay, I have. Well, there's three guitars, and what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, and and in the beginning, I think there was one lesson where I did two electric guitars, and I did no acoustic, and I was just like. 
this isn't the way a band works. Mm-hmm. Like a church band, that that's not the way. Like, yeah, I could sit down and I could do three guitar parts and teach all those parts. But for most, like, there are some churches that that's great. But I also kind of look at that and you're like, if you're good enough to do that, you probably don't really need worship artistry <laughs> to t- teach you how to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll find your way mm-hmm. to doing it. Um, not that you can't, but just like, just thought about like, okay, well, yeah. who are we serving? You know, we're trying to serve the, the the smaller church, the church that's working with volunteers, that's not maybe the most technically proficient and exactly. go, okay, this is how you can do this and sound really good. Exactly. And, you know, in, in my mind, I always have the thought of, you know, we teach these songs for five piece arrangements now, right? And, but the goal is still to be, to be able to go like, oh, you know what? I get to listen to this song, even if I only had drums and acoustic guitar, because I'll sometimes when I'm playing, because I always make the mixes at the end. I do the like the yeah. practice mixes, yeah, yeah. and I go through and I listen to those, and yeah. I'm like, honestly, that sounds good, just like that. Just yeah. like bass and acoustic would be great for this song, yeah, or, or this- even just cajones or djembes right, or whatever. Exactly, like because you're trying. The idea being that you're trying to take a song that was created with thirty mm-hmm, tracks, mm-hmm. and which I never begrudge artists for doing that. If you've oh. ever recorded an album, oh. you have to do that, yeah. Because you don't have the room, yeah. you don't have all the other things that are going on. You have to fill it out, and um, and being able to kind of break that down and go, okay, like if it doesn't matter what band you have, if you're if all you have is a piano player yeah. and a djembe, but they the djembe puts the beats on two and four here, mm-hmm. and the piano hits these chords, like you know what you're gonna that's gonna work, yeah, you know, and you're gonna play well together, so. But it's it's you'll it's, get some spirit bumps with those. Oh <laughs> yeah, you'll get some spirit bumps. Spirit bumps. <laughs> so you know, being able to to approach that in that in that way, and I love to hear that you're actually thinking about it that way because you know I remember when we were first getting started, uh, you know, we were trying to think of a name, mm-hmm. and I you know, and I was like, I'm worship artistry because I because I want it to be about artistry. Okay, I want it to be about like I could have picked other names. There are other easier to spell names. I definitely thought about okay. that. I'm like people are going well, to spell I never it heard wrong. This story. Um, but it was just a matter of no, like this is this is what I want this to be about, and I hope that it ends up getting out. You know, okay. so it's really cool to hear that you're doing yeah. that and then arranging for your flute player and not being <laughs> yeah. like. Well, sorry, I can't have flute player because uh, you know it doesn't fit in this song. There's no right. flute in this song. Oh, right. You yeah, know? yeah. But the flute can play the electric guitar line <laughs> sometimes if I write it out. <laughs> <laughs> but but you guys make that possible too. <laughs> I'm serious. It's 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 a gift. So yeah. Well, it's it's cool to hear that you're that you're using that that way. So what are um what are some of your long term goals for your worship team when mm-hmm. you look at the the future? You know, I think it's easy. I know for me, you know, I was saying how it's like we're we're starting again. We just got into a building, which is the most amazing thing. Um, oh, your church did? Yeah, our yeah. church just got into a yeah. building. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, we had just had our first gathering there last week. Um, and it's kind of a chance to reset. It's kind of a chance to mm-hmm. go like, okay, you know what? I'm bringing in yeah. a bunch of other people who haven't been on the worship team before and okay. going, all right, let's, let's get you yeah. in here. They expressed it while we were sitting in a park, you know? So what are your... What are your goals for the team in the in the long term? If you as you look at your team, what do you look at and go like, okay, like where are we going? Yeah, same with us. We're in a very similar kind of situation. Kind of a it feels like a rebuilding time. You know, uh, we we actually just started worshiping together in person again uh, back in in a couple just a couple months ago, and so. You know, who's coming back, who's not coming back, who feels comfortable singing again, who doesn't feel comfortable singing again. Um, and so right now we're just, we're in that liminal space of of trusting, of of getting back to the basics of, okay, what is what does it mean to worship? So long-term goal is just, is to be comfortable with worshiping with what we have and with who we have. Um, but I'm also... Like like what you just said, I'm also thinking about okay, who have I not thought of that uh, could be could be helping us in worship? Um, I'm thinking intergenerationally, you know, kids kids worshiping. One of the things that we did during the pandemic when we were all online was uh, get some kids in the worship team, some kids on the worship team, so that we can. Uh, 
have that that kid voice and to represent get get some get some uh, of the kids on the on the worship team and singing these songs and just the just the the way that a kid's voice sounds in in singing the songs even if they're not totally on pitch whatever but just the the sweetness that that mm-hmm. voice brings uh, really touches people's hearts and kind of expands our um, our worship team look and feel and you know it, it's in it's inviting uh, when I say intergenerational I'm talking about um, some of our older folks as well mm-hmm. singing on the worship team and you know people I might not have thought of to be on the worship team oh they wouldn't want to be on well you know they they have said yes yes awesome. I, will, I will sing with you so like my 75 80 year old uh, women w- are joining me <laughs> on on stage in in serving the congregation, and so that just gives people a chance to see themselves, quote unquote, on stage. Uh, oh, I, I I fit in here because they welcome people of color, they welcome women, they welcome kids to participate in the worship life of the church. It's a church family. It's a true uh, it's a true family kind of feel. So that's kind of where we're. That's where that's kind of where I'm at right now. Long-term goals. I mean, in this pandemic, it's hard to make long-term goals. So right now, yeah. just take what the take what the Lord gives me and ask the Lord to bring more people to serve and to um, to sing and to just to just to help me out. And then saying yes when somebody says, "Hey, I could I can sing or or I'd be available." So, so as you so okay. That was going to be last my, my last question, but I got one more now. Okay. Okay. So as you've been bringing up, because I'm kind of doing the same thing. I've been mm-hmm. inviting some folks. Like we've definitely, Mosaic has been, um, my personality and my style of doing things is very built into it. Um, okay. Right. And so I've had, my, my musicians have been people that play kind of like me or, you know, my vocalists, same thing. As I've started to expand that, that thing it's all of a sudden like oh you sing with a lot of vibrato oh you <laughs> sing like you're you're I, i'm it's worth it uh-huh. but i'm curious as you've been kind of expanding like what are some have there been do you have any tips for me on that in terms of bringing people in and still having something that yes. that's that still sounds like it works yes. even though maybe stylistically you're a little bit different yes okay um i would encourage you to 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 play to their strengths. For example, I've got a I've got a vocalist on the worship team. Her voice is in the lower range. Mm-hmm. So if I try to, that's the other thing. I don't ever play I don't ever play a song in the original key that it was recorded in. It's mainly it's often too high for oh, yeah for me to to sing for most guys to sing always. <laughs> Chris Tomlin in his key of B. Come on, He's, that's amazing. Uh, so for this vocalist, this, this female vocalist, she has a great lower range. And so I will put a song, I will, I will, even if it's not the key that I want to sing in, uh, I will put it in her key so that, uh, she sounds good and she sounds, uh, the best that she can, she can Mm -hmm. sound. Um, and so, you know, if, if the vibrato, for example, is a distracting thing, then you may have to have a conversation about how to temper that down a little bit or, um, you know, uh, how, how, to, how to approach that, how to, how to blend more with the congregation, mm-hmm. listening more to the congregation. Um, so I would, I would encourage that as well, You're just being able to hear other people singing. I know some churches, like we're still in Mass at our, at our church, and so it's, sometimes it's harder to hear people singing mm-hmm. in, in the congregation. But at the same time, it, it encourages me to listen more mm-hmm. and, and to add my voice to the congregation's voice, not, not just me singing whatever I want to sing, but adding my voice to the congregation. So encouraging all of our vocalists to, um, yes, lead so that people know how to follow, but it, it's, this, it's this dynamic interplay, interchange of uh, singing with the congregation, not just for the congregation, but singing with each other in, you know, just worshiping, worshiping our Savior. So I would encourage you that way. That's awesome, man. Well, you encourage me in so many ways. You are a... Uh... 
you're one of my closest friends, yeah. and it's super great to have you on here. Thank you yeah. for taking the time and being the first one. Because yeah. this could have gone really terrible. <laughs> you don't you don't know what I'm going to come in here and say. Oh man, well you know, fun fact. Sometimes I will call the worship artistry customer service line just so I can talk <laughs> to my wife and say hi. <laughs> well, she she's amazing. She, she is amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Bethany. Yes, thank you, Bethany. She was the like her. Um, it's kind of funny because. You know, I've, I've been in, I've found myself in a number of customer service situations where I was the customer for some things mm-hmm. and you can tend to get frustrated mm-hmm. when something doesn't work or sure. some things that you're yeah. usually, and usually it's a quick fix, but you're just like, ah, mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes Bethany will get emails that are all caps all and caps. just like, this doesn't work, you know, <laughs> and it. she just, and she just kills with kindness. Oh, she just pops amazing. back in there and it's just like so patient and so and if she ever talks to anybody, like every once in a while, like we have a phone number that not a lot of people use, mostly people who email. But man, when when I sometimes she'll be like, everyone, I need everyone quiet. I need to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. And then she'll just crush it. Like Ooh, you're just like, man, you make, Jesus. you're making me feel closer to Jesus yes. right now. Through customer service. <laughs> Through customer service. Wow. Yeah, she's she's amazing. So you guys are incredible. And obviously your kids are incredible too. And just I just really respect you um, as a person and as a pastor and what you do at First Baptist Church Same, is brother. incredible. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for joining me. Thank you for Worship Odyssey for what you do. Wow, man, what a great guy. And it's amazing to to see the different roles that he plays. You know, you always, you know, often think to yourself what, what your idea of a worship pastor is or your idea of a senior pastor. But, um, you know, the, for, for the most part, especially in the smaller churches, there's people playing a bunch of different roles. In fact, when I was on the worship artistry uh, bass guitar uh, Facebook page, I just put the the question out there, you know, what other stuff do you guys do besides play bass in church? And half of the guys, well, I'm actually the senior pastor as well. And I'm like, what? <laughs> or they were like, I'm also an usher, or I actually am the administrative pastor as well as the bass player. Or, you know, and there was just so many people. I, I do sick visitation, or I do this, or I do that. And for the most part, I just was like, wow, most of these people are like really in the trenches besides being involved in the worship band. And so, yeah, it's just fantastic to hear from someone like him, who not only was he the worship artistry uh, Mayflower Church <laughs> <laughs> to join the, the worship, first one to arrive on our worship artistry shores, but uh, he's also a fantastic guy. It's awesome to hear from him. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you know thinking about how people play different roles, I'm very excited to introduce our next section. We're not going to do member mail this season, Daniel. Oh, Wow. So you don't have to worry about saying hit it. Oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> uh, instead, we are going to do have a new feature called shout outs. And here's the plan for this. Um, you and I are going to do the example first because we want people mm-hmm. to see what it is. Um, but what we really want is to encourage people in or on our worship team like so often there are people who get overlooked you know there's the sound guy that you know people forget to say thank you to and you're right now you're probably like i say thank you to my sound guy all the time great Mm -hmm. good for you um sometimes you know there's like the new guy on the team that's been struggling and maybe needs a little encouragement maybe you just want to tell your worship pastor how much you appreciate how much they put in all the time the idea Mm -hmm. behind shout outs is that we want people to write us you can write us support at worshipartistry.com we actually have some forms on our on our in all our Facebook groups that we're going to have up that you can just go and fill out and you just say you know say who the person is you say your name and you say what you want to say to them and we want to read those on the podcast because we want people to hear that they're doing well you know like I said in the beginning the internet is constantly telling us all we're doing wrong and how we're not doing enough and what we want to do with this section is shout out people who who are doing who are doing more than enough and yeah. who just need to hear it because it always feels good. Like, I mean, how good do you feel when somebody tells you, Daniel, your your bass lessons have changed my life. It makes it so much easier for me to go to church on, you know, to be ready for church on Sunday and I've become such a better play, bass player. Like, yeah, that's fantastic. It makes you feel <clears throat> good. So, yeah. so I'm going to start off. I'm going to start, I'm going to call out Gabe Carson. I guess shout out. Mm. I shouldn't say call out. That sounds like <laughs> I'm going to start a fight. I'm going to shout out Gabe Carson. Gabe has been my right-hand man at church for years. He just graduated high school, um, you know, last year. And he's such a servant. I mean, he is just always there. 
He is, you know, willing to take shots. I always kind of push him out in front. I'm like, you're going to sing this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm hard on him because I believe in him. And, uh, mm-hmm. but Gabe, you do such an amazing job. I could not do what I, what I do without you. Um, we just moved in. Our church just moved into a new building. We've been homeless for quite some time. We've been like the Israelites in the desert meeting out in the park, hoping it doesn't rain. And uh, we were invited to, to be in this other space. And Gabe showed up to help me figure out how the sound system was going to work there. He showed up early to help out. And then he's like, okay, what am I doing next week? He's just, he is Johnny on the spot. He is the epitome of a servant heart. And I look up to that heart. I think he, I think he's amazing. That is awesome. It sounds like a legend. He is a legend. <laughs> and he's got us awesome. and he's got a killer beard. How about you, Daniel? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to shout out to Hannah Oliver. She's the girl that sings with me in my band, The Worship Republic. Uh, she's just an amazing, she's, I've known her since she was 16. We started recording music together when she was like a kid. And, and you know, while she's going through all this stuff with her getting yet to be husband, eventually they got married and they've got two fantastic little kids. Um, and she's a mom, she's a songwriter, and she's a great worship leader, and she's just she's just a real fantastic person that um, just, you know, she exhibits a lot of, of, of Christ-like attributes. And, you know, go, even though she's got a lot going on in her life, she just always really has a lot of empathy and a lot of heart for, for people. She's got the biggest heart. But, you know, for her to be able to uh, come on, these, you know, do these events where we play, and 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 she leaves a little one, one of them at home with grandma, and then she comes out. I just want to give a shout out to her and, and her husband Brad for just serving so well in the, in this ministry and and uh, and being such a, an awesome <clears throat> awesome singer. She's got like a, a artist thing going now as well, and she's writing a lot of songs and making good music. So I'm really proud of her. Awesome. Well, hey. Uh, we want to read your shout outs. So all you have to do is you can, like I said, you can go on our Facebook groups. You can, you can direct message us. You can uh, write us support at worshipartistry.com. Just say this is a shout out at the beginning of your email or of your comment on Facebook or wherever you, you reach out to us. Instagram, all the things at worshipartistry, facebook.com slash worshipartistry. Or like I said, support at worshipartistry.com. We want to read these. We think it's important. We think it's valuable. And we'll let you know if we're going to read them so you can have that person listen to them. Tell them, tell them you got a little surprise for them. So those are shout outs. Um, if you want to go and learn the song Faithful God or one of any 500 other songs that we have on Worship Artistry that we're always adding more, now with transposable chord charts and tabs and sheet music, which is a game changer. Uh, you can go mm-hmm. check out Worship Artistry for free. You can get your whole team on, or you can do it just yourself. You can do a 21-day free trial, no risk, and uh, you can check that out at worshipartistry.com. Daniel, I will see you next yes. week. Looking forward to it, man. All right, brother. We'll see you. See ya. Bye.